So we all know that moving house can be stressful. There's so many different things you have to consider. And one thing that's probably sure to crank the notch of stress up just one little bit further is having to take into consideration a pet when you're moving. And I know myself, when I moved with our two cats, I had lots of questions, anxieties, um, things that I wondered about. I wondered about how would I actually scoop them into the cat box on the day of the move because they'd sense something was up and they might run away. How would they manage when they got to the new house? Would they find the other cats in the neighbourhood scary? Or would they be fine? Taking the cats into consideration was not negligible in my move. And I imagine it's probably the same with anyone who has a cat or a dog or something that typically roams and isn't contained in a fish tank or a, a cage. So I have the great fortune to have in my world, Dee. And Dee is the person who cares for our cats when I go away. And I have referred her widely on to friends and family who are just delighted with the level of care that she offers their dogs and their cats and I've always had reported back from neighbours friends and family that when the animals are cared for by Dee they seem to come back in great form in a very relaxed form as though they've just spent the day at the spa so I don't know how you do it Dee but you certainly have something and what I would love to talk about today is to really download some of your wisdom in the caring for animals. Yeah, Brethren, thanks so much for inviting me to reflect on this with you. And I agree with you, it can be a very stressful time, both for, you know, the new homeowner and then obviously thinking about your pets, as you were saying, whether they're cats or dogs or family pets. I think from my own experience, and you'd probably concur with this is that no more than for ourselves planning is really really important and if we can get that bit right absolutely all the other bits can fall into place one of the things i probably apply with all the work i do with animals is and i apply this as a rule of thumb owners know their animals best mm. What I really do is invite you to think about your lifestyle and how your routine is with and around your pets and how their routine is. And when we have a good understanding of that, we have a better setup for planning. Okay. So let me give you an example. And Great. Yeah, I, I, we'll start with the whole area maybe of dogs because I think dogs probably fit in more to um, the practical arrangements, you know, uh, they're not as independent, first of all, as cats. True. You know, and they do need minding and watching and... Uh, and you can put a lead on them, you can put a <laughs> usually. Lead on them and this, this is it. So planning, you know, this really starts around the time when you're beginning to consider where you're moving to and how, obviously, all things... Like how far is the neighborhood? Okay. Are you moving into an apartment from a house? And um, the types of reflections that you'll be inviting yourself to ask are, 
well, do my neighbours like dogs? Yep. And they may be your neighbours in the apartment block or your neighbours in a semi-detached house or yeah. a terraced house. Yeah. And if you already know the area you're going into and you have an eye on a property or you've bought your property, yeah. I would say part of the planning is bringing your dog up around the area well in advance of your move. Mm. Walking in the area, and again, I just say, unlike cats who do their own mapping, dogs go where you are. So it's really important if you're moving into the area, bring them up before your move. Okay. Have them walk around the block and build that into your evening routine. And when you say well in advance, what would you suggest? I if would, you can, what's I the ideal length of time? Weeks if okay. You can. Mm-hmm. Start three to five weeks. Dogs love routine. Mm hmm. And a lot of people will say to me, oh, yeah, my dog's very laid back. He'll just do whatever I do. That's actually also part of our routine. Mm -hmm. He's waiting for you to come. And that's his routine, that something happens when you come, when Mm -hmm. you come into the house. So it's kind of important to understand your dog's routine Mm -hmm. and to stick to that routine. Mm -hmm. Changes in routine will exasperate your dog's anxiety, your dog's stress or your dog's concern. And particularly if they're coupled with changes in the environment. So what we want to do is if you're going to break the routine or change a little bit, do it before you move. Don't do it on moving. Do it before you move. Okay. You may know, for example, if you're going to move in, that there's not going to be a garden. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas you may, or the garden might be smaller Mm. or it might not be fenced in. Mm. So you may need to actually change your walking routine, whereas puppy or dog might have had a lot of time in a free roaming garden Mm -hmm. now you're going to have to plan in morning and evening walks in a different way Mm -hmm. and i would say again start to build that in before you move okay right so if this dog is going to have to have a bit more exercise by virtue of a smaller garden in the new house start building in that new routine and that extra yeah, bit of exercise great if you move an apartment and you don't have a garden mm-hmm. you might for for whatever reason you might be downsizing yeah. maybe the kids have left yeah and you've decided um you know we're going to move into a smaller place and yeah. we, we've decided we don't need the upkeep of a garden anymore and um we know our dog will adjust However, we also know that we need to adjust our routine with him to make that adjustment and you you know I meet people who love their pets all the time Mm. Um, and their hearts are in the right place and they want to do right by their pets and sometimes it's just a matter of again planning and preparing okay and doing those before you get into the new property okay brilliant that helps the transition for everyone Excellent. Okay, so we start to walk them about three weeks before and we do maybe if we're going to have to walk them a bit more, we start doing that sooner rather than later. Now, let's say on the day of the move, let's just assume you're leaving house A in the morning and you're going to be spending the rest of your life in house B. Um, So what ideally would happen with the dog on that day? The moving van is outside. Where's the dog? Yeah, brilliant question, Brafning. And again, I would say this is very much contingent and the the ease of transfer is all, again, contingent on doing the preparation work. Mm -hmm. One thing I just want to add, Brafning, if you don't mind, to the preparation is when you're moving, 
it's so exciting to be moving into a new place, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is, and absolutely. You all your plans in your head and you're envisaging my new curtains. Absolutely. I, I, this is the time I've always wanted to get that type, style of table I never had before. Exactly. And by the way, I cannot wait to throw out that rug the dog sits on. Exactly, Don't and that smelly old plastic bowl. the rug out. Okay, Do okay. You are changing and what you want to do is minimise the changes for your dog as much as possible until they've settled in and settling in varies for different animals right settling in also varies for different families yes and um so what i would say is absolutely everything that you have for your dog their bed their bowls their carpets their favorite blankets their favorite toys no matter how smelly and ragged Yes. You feel they are, and you might feel they're not going to fit into my gorgeous new house, mm -hmm. which is getting an overhaul on everything. My advice would be do not throw that stuff out until you're well beyond the settling in phase. Mm -hmm. All of those things make the difference. And you'll know your dog has settled in when they are not doing anything unusual. Would that be right? Or when they're back in their pattern? How will we know our dog has settled in? Again, I rely on the knowledge of a dog owner. It's different for every dog. They show different behaviors. They mm -hmm. have uh, different habits that they do. More likely that we know when they've not settled in. Okay, good point, new, yes. New behaviors mm -hmm. will start to emerge that they haven't had before. Right. And then you're into behavioral work, really. And, you know, it might be deep digging in the garden we never had that issue before or howling in the middle of the night all of those things that's when we know things aren't working three to five weeks in to the new situation okay so if nothing is raising its head at you the chances are your dog is yeah happy dogs enough are very adaptable breath right. and once people are happy and they're with their people yes and um, and also keeping their routine keep their walking routine keep their feeding routine well, yeah. You know, keep all of that that you have been doing, keep that the same. Don't change it. Minimize the changes around their life. Okay. And um, if they love sleeping in sunny spots in your existing property, mm. make sure you've already identified those sunny spots in the new property. If they like sleeping under a couch when people are in the sitting room, make sure that there's somewhere for them to sleep under when people are in the sitting room. Okay. So this is where it comes back to knowing your animal. Mm -hmm. And knowing your animal, planning uh, that knowledge into your transition will ease the transition for you and them. That makes total sense. And what about if you're anxious? I was talking to a friend earlier saying that I'd be speaking to you and asking her what fears would she have moving um, her dog? And she wondered, would her dog be likely to head off wandering in search of familiar places? Is that, do you think, likely to happen that a dog would head off wandering when you move house? Yeah, again, dogs tend to stay with their people. Their loyalties tend to be with their people. And unless your dog is doing that anyway, mm -hmm. unless he's the type of dog that you, when you take down to beach, you can't let him off the lead because he wanders. Yes. You'll already know he's a wanderer. Okay. And you'll already even probably have addressed that type of behavior. Yeah. Obviously, and it's a really good question, Brafney, because it comes back to planning again. Have you dog-proofed your house yeah are there holes in the fences in the back garden mm. if your dog is likely to dig under a fence 
Have you checked the fences? Is the garden secured? And the other thing I would say is, what's the habit on the street? Are there dogs hanging out mm. on the street? What type of dogs are they? Have you introduced your own dog? Is he wandering off because there are, you know, other dogs on the street that he's not familiar with and that maybe he even doesn't feel comfortable with? Mm -hmm. So wandering may happen for all the same reasons that would happen in any event if you're out with your dog in, you know, strange territory and he's likely to get spooked. He doesn't like hanging around because there are other dogs that he's not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, going back to your own example, you mentioned you had cats and I look after mm. your cats. Cats are more likely to wander. It, it's, you, you know, you're, you're talking about periods of confinement with cats until they settle into the house. Mm. And again, you know, just getting them comfortable indoors. You're obviously not going to break them outdoors. And some cats may, when they were kittens, have had the benefit of a little bit of leash for yeah. their transition from kitten to cat as they're exploring outdoors. And if they've been comfortable with that, I would have no um, reservations again about suggestion just putting on a little harness. Oh. You know, just putting on a little harness. Often I have cats come and stay with me and the owner was saying to me, I was wondering, I'd love them to go out into your garden when they're here. What do you think? Obviously I'm realistic. You know, it's a strange garden. There's loads of scents of different animals around. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask, first question I'll ask them is, have you ever used a harness with your cat? And they will give me their own feedback. Um, yes, I have. We actually have one when she was a kitten. Or no, we haven't, but she's actually very good at being handled. And when we bring her to the vet, she doesn't mind how mm -hmm. she's handled and stuff. So we would be happy for you to try her with a harness if because we'd prefer her to have outdoor time. Mm -hmm. So... You know, cat and dog approaches again with them uh, settling in and wandering. Mm. Uh, they're quite different because they're different animals. Mm. But I would say with the dogs, it's really more a case of is the environment secure? Yeah. Are they prone to roaming anyway? Yeah. Have you puppy proofed or dog proofed mm -hmm. the house and garden? Um, and um, if not, what do you need for your own sense of security to get that in place? And it just might mean keeping puppy on the lead until you've done that, with, or dog on the lead until you've done that. Mm -hmm. uh, when you move in. I thought you had a good idea of on the day of the move to when the moving van is outside to have the dog taken away for the day by a friend or by someone like you who mind the dog yeah, for the day. As much for your own pieces. Yes. Mind yes. To maybe if there is a familiar friend or a pet sitter who yes. you use regularly, I really would suggest around the day before and the day and maybe even the day after. Now, this I think the graphic this also has to be done in balance mm -hmm. because you want your dog to be included in the process. You don't want to be disappearing off. You do want a degree of them involved in the packing process you want them to see you packing we all know that there are dogs mm -hmm. who get very distressed when packing happens when we're going mm -hmm. on holidays yes right? yes and oh my goodness the pacing starts and yeah. oh, can i get into the suitcase too okay right and we start taking stuff out of the suitcase and uh. the eyes oh those eyes yeah. are you're doing it again you're going away yeah. So what we don't want is to give the perception for the animal that we're packing up and we're going away. We want the animal to be involved. 
and we want them to have some sense of the packing that's going on as well so to allow them to be around it so i suppose what i'm saying is don't pack them off for two weeks to the pet session okay right okay the day of the move is probably enough and if you need a half day before and maybe the morning after i, I wouldn't be stretching it out too much before. okay getting them to unpack with you yeah. as well as part of the process okay know? okay so you'll have walked them around the area you'll have they'll have seen something's up in the house with all the boxes and all the bits but maybe the night before or the morning of they get just removed from the moving the world of things that are moving around your house so just one less moving Four part that day people are going yeah. in and out and you're wondering i wonder is the dog in or out mm. where is the dog oh no i have to put the dog in the bedroom close the door i hate doing that mm. take all of that out of the exactly you don't want to be you thinking don't, need don't that. let the movers open that door yeah. and it's not going to help anyone it's not going to help you and it's not going to help the dog and two or three days with a regular friend or a pet sitter is doing everyone a favor so when you're moving your cat what you might do, is, for example, if you're worried, mm-hmm. um, you ch- check out, do you see other cats? You might go up yourself, put mm-hmm. some other cats in the area. I wouldn't have any hesitation knocking on my neighbor's door, introducing myself and, mm-hmm. you know, just mentioning that you have a dog or a cat. Mm-hmm. You're looking forward, just see the reaction. You're looking forward mm-hmm. to moving into the area. You'll know pretty soon when you mention you have a dog or cat, I can tell you, most people are very upfront. Oh, right. Okay. I hope he doesn't bark. You might hear something yeah. like that. Yeah. These are things you can prepare for in advance. If you arrive and your dog starts barking, how well are you going to set off with the new neighbours? Yes. I would suggest, again, prepare, prepare, prepare. Stop in if you can on your new neighbours. If you have the keys for a week, call up. Yeah. Make yourself know, let them know you're moving in and your dog or and your cat. And they say, yeah. oh, we used to have cats in the area. I'd be delighted to have one back. Or, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of cats. Mm. And then you can say, well, my cat's actually an indoor one mm. or whatever. Yeah. But you understand the, the new terrain that you're negotiating and you have the space to prepare. For the likes of people who have cats, perhaps more than dogs, sometimes you, although you take care of your cats, you don't always know them very well. You don't necessarily know what they're likely to do when you move if you haven't had them for very long. Let's just say you've had them for a year. You mightn't actually know what they're likely to do. You've, met, you've mentioned a younger cat. Mm-hmm. And we all know when we have younger cats and we're you know, breaking them into the house and the territory, Part of that is doing our visits to the vet, right? Mm-hmm. No one can actually take a cat physically to the vet without a cat box. It yes. just doesn't work. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And if you do, it prepared for them to leap and be gone. Yes. So what you can do at home, and this, again, maybe goes into more my own work, you mm-hmm. know, which is I always create a comfort around cat carriers. Mm-hmm. So the cat carrier is not associated with going to a vet. Mm-hmm. But in fact, um, from kittenhood, it's a space actually that they can go in and out of for themselves. Okay. But on occasion when you're traveling, the door closes on it. Okay. So unfortunately, I think with a lot of owners, the cat carrier only comes out going to the vet. It means bad news. It means bad news. They panic. They know it's hidden in the back of the hot press yeah. uh, or up on that cupboard. <laughs> up there and once it comes they scallywagged up the stairs yes they're out of there i have a different approach with the cat carrier and mm-hmm. i it can work very well i actually have pictures of my own kitten that i transported from Donegal to dublin 
um, in the cat care and this kitten I got used to very quickly. I'd say within about five or six days of the cat care, yeah. was able to leave the door open mm -hmm. um, and they would sit in um, the, the cat carrier in the house. Um, because there was a lovely wool rug in it and their okay. favourite toys in it and they used to, only when they go into the cat carrier would get that kitten cream you okay. know that kitten cream that the cats go mad for but no. there's a little bit of kitten cream and, and so by association the cat carrier was quite a nice little space that okay. comes in very handy when you're mm. placing a house move okay so maybe a couple of days or weeks before you're moving house get the cat box out or the cat carrier Absolutely. out of its maybe three weeks again yeah you know, and start building a new space yeah. a new hush new association with it because that might be the one place in the new house that they will hover in and out of right it's the link it's, it's the, the actual link when you move and you know maybe you're going to put the cat carrier in a safe little room in the left hand side of the house that we're not going to use too much but but kitty can go in and out of or you know, it might be a bedroom upstairs. We're going to leave the cat carrier up there for the first week or whatever mm -hmm. until they're ready to roam a little bit. Mm -hmm. But just again, preparing, preparing, preparing. Mm. Uh, I think that's really great advice to take the cat box out earlier, the cat carrier. Um, and I'm just thinking from, I'm, I'm thinking back to clients of mine who have bought and moved with pets. It can add an extra dimension to the move where if you're selling your own house and you need to find short-term accommodation before you get your ultimate house um, finding short-term accommodation with a pet it actually is a harder thing to do so you need to give yourself a bit more time if you're going to be finding um if you're going to need short-term accommodation with your pet it's something to plan in advance as well and try and be as precise as you can about the Time. Yeah, in the same way as if you're going on holidays for three weeks. Yeah. You know, what do you do when you go on holidays for three weeks? Yes. You know, I, I, when you mentioned short-term accommodation, I guess that could be anything from three weeks to six weeks. Yes. Um, or, you know, hopefully you can move into your house sooner rather than later. Yeah. But again, just looking at your routine, what do you do normally when you go on holidays and maybe approaching it from that point of view. Yeah. Rather than trying to move them twice. Yeah, you know, right. Into the short-term accommodation and then into the new house. Mm -hmm. You might just have to approach that one a different way. Okay. All right. So maybe send them to a dog kennels maybe before if they're used to going to there is that what you mean yeah for dogs yeah. so if, if you're someone who's inclined to go away for two weeks um, mm -hmm. you know and have done that one or two times a year and you have a dog sitter mm -hmm. um, and or dog care you know make that arrangement well in advance Put yes those dates in well in advance mm -hmm. and there are again plenty of lovely people who have catteries in their homes mm -hmm. and uh, the key is to book in advance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, do you, any other last tips? This has been really useful, and I think anyone who is moving with a dog or a cat will have definitely picked up some useful tips here. Um, and I agree with you about planning. That really makes a lot of sense. Planning, walking in the neighborhood. Keep routine. Yeah. Um, stick to schedules, yep. stick to your feeding schedules, stick to your walking schedules, give 
start to build up a treats by association maybe by their for their carriers mm -hmm. are also just ensuring that you're not going to throw out their mats yeah. their beds anything all their comfort things yeah and making sure that they're out in the same places as I was saying, dogs will adapt once their owners are with them and these type of transi transitions have been considered in the planning. And, you know, br brief everyone in the family, mm -hmm. you know, uh, so make it a, a family uh, thing. Pets are part of your family. Yes. So if you're going to be changing the routine, explain it to everyone in the family, the thinking behind it, the logic behind it, right. why you're doing it, you know. <laughs> okay. So, because there will be a lot going on and maybe just taking a little bit of time, half an hour to have that chat with if there's four or five people in the household and you're all moving, you know, just just have the chat. We, I, I was thinking about how we're going to do this for, the, you know, yeah. the animal and um, thought it through about how we might plan. And, and involve everyone. And involve mm. everyone. Yeah. The, the because they might have their own suggestions and they might be more tuned into they, a certain animal than you are. And they, yeah. this, is, this is the other thing. It brings up the conversation about what we know about our own animals. Mm. Um, and just for example, you might find that some dogs have never been around squirrels. And mm. they might not have seen squirrels. You might be moving into an area where there's a lot of squirrels on the trees. Mm. And how will they cope? Is this going to start jumping on the back window? Or, you know, yeah. if there's foxes in the area, yeah. this impacts dogs and cats. If there's ticks in the area, this impacts dogs and cats. So if someone in your family is the person who walks the dog in the park every day and they know that your dog is mad for squirrels, mm -hmm. you, that might be the first time it comes up in the conversation, you know, when... You, you realize something that oh gosh we're moving to an area and i noticed there's a lot of squirrels in the garden mm -hmm. it might be the first time you actually realize that when you, you you do know that um puppy doesn't like squirrels or whatever it is or puppy loves squirrels right and okay i notice when we go to the park he does x y and z okay so it, it can be useful to know these things in advance yeah yeah Great. Well, Dee, thank you so much now for sharing your great wisdom with us. And I do think that there are very useful, actionable tips there for anyone who's planning an imminent move with a dog or a cat. So what would be the best way to get in touch? The best way to get in touch um, with me is to email or um, most of the referrals I take through the vet, vet clinics. Mm -hmm. um, so they can get in touch with me. Get in touch with me if you'd like to have uh, contact with Dee. That's the best thing to do. Great. So thank you very much for listening. And I hope that makes your move um, a lot more simple. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, we'd love you to subscribe to it and tell your friends, family and colleagues. In the meanwhile... If you think you'd benefit from some professional help with your next property transaction, then head over to brefneokelly.ie to see which of our three property services might be best for you. Thanks for listening.